When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, history being made on NBC late night. Uh, a new late night host has been named, and it is a woman, the only woman to host on the Big Four Networks, a late night show. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here. Sonny's at the controls. And um, yes, Lily Singh is her name. And it was announced uh, that she will now be hosting, taking over for Carson Daly. Uh, the uh, the late that the show that he was hosting. Now it will be called A Little Late with Lily Singh. This is so cool. It is really cool, but because, because again, history being made, she will be the only woman hosting on the Big Four Networks, one of the late night television shows. Now, you may be saying, as I did, I don't know this Lily Singh. Who is Lily Singh? I maybe have read her name on the internet like once. Well, so. I'm not that familiar with her. Neither am I. And this is the second kind of piece of history making, I would say, um, because Lily Singh is a YouTube celebrity. Welcome to 2019. Uh, she is a YouTube celebrity and one of uh, Forbes world's highest paid YouTube stars. She has earned about 10.5 million just for being a YouTube celebrity. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, right? She's a 30-year-old comedian. She's also known as Superwoman. And uh, she and, and this is what blew my mind about this news, is that I think that I never have thought that being a YouTube celebrity is an actual legitimate profession. Yeah. When, when you think of YouTube celebrity, mm-hmm. Colleen... Maybe you're thinking about viral sensations yeah. of your well, and, and and I'm not saying that there aren't successful YouTube celebrities. That's not what I'm saying because right. there are success people who have earned a lot of money and fame being on YouTube. From from what I know, she's been the kind of the main one that they put a blueprint on when they talk about YouTube success. Yeah, she's yes. one of the earlier earlier personalities that took advantage of this, and I just like everything about her because she's just. Nothing about her is typical. Okay, absolutely and I, nothing about her. Is and that is, and that is exactly why I think we celebrate that she has found herself in the place where she is at the time she is here. Um, in her own announcement, she said, "I can't even believe I'm writing this caption. Right. This is so surreal. What is happening? I need to sit down." Okay, 
breathe. I'm thrilled and crying to announce that your girl is getting her own NBC Late Show. Uh, and she, this was a total dream come true. She was able to announce it on Jimmy Fallon's show. And mm. then Seth Meyers came out. They welcomed her kind of to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I mean, she seems like the real deal. And I think we always want to see somebody succeed who's... I think it legitimizes the whole idea because people are like, oh, it's just the internet. I'm like, well, somebody made $10.7 million exactly. on the internet. So mm-hmm. she's, I feel like from her, I, I agree with you that she's the real deal. Whenever I hear about, oh, I'm a YouTuber, I hear about, they, people always say the followers. But right. when I hear like legitimate talent who brings legitimate content, they always pull her out. Okay, and thank you for saying that, Sonny, because that is exactly what my reaction was to, was mm-hmm. the fact that my kids love YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's where the kids are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so much so that the way that I used to watch television and say, I want to be a TV star when I grow up. Right. They say, I'm going to be, be a, a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about YouTube stars is anybody can do it. Yeah. Anybody can be on YouTube. Yeah. Really, truly, in a way that I couldn't have been right. on television when I was young. Right. And so my... 40 something year old mind says that's not that's not how celebrities are made mm-hmm. on YouTube mm-hmm. but it is oh it, man the gamer community just the whole yes. video thing YouTube changed the whole scope exactly yeah. <laughs> well, exactly <laughs> and to your point Colleen so you have this idea in your mind your 40 year old yep. mind and how celebrity is constructed right but YouTube is here. And Lily Singh's story about getting this gig as a late night host on NBC, her success mirrors the success of other people. So I'm a real big fan of this woman, Akila Hughes. Mm-hmm. And she is a YouTube star mm-hmm. who this week was featured in Forbes magazine about how she turned her YouTube celebrity into a career. So she has 150,000 followers on Twitter, 160,000 subscribers on YouTube, and she talks about her journey of being a YouTube celebrity. She told herself in this article, she she divulges that she said the following, I'm going to do my day job. I'm going to do UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade Comedy, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make YouTube videos at night. This was Akila Hughes' trajectory for comedy success in the early two, 2010s. Mm-hmm. So maybe about eight, nine years ago. This yeah. is what Akila Hughes, this is what Lily Singh, this is what these people were doing. They're like, I, we, I have YouTube. Here's this big platform. I don't have to get notes from executives. I don't have to be accountable to anyone except my own creativity. Mm-hmm. And see, and that is like, that is the way that, um, that is more than just turning a camera on yourself and talking ad nauseum about whatever you feel like talking about into a camera. Hi, this is this is Ashley and this is my YouTube yeah. channel. And if and you today, like it, crush that like button. Thanks. Yeah. You know, it's more than that. There's a methodology to this. There's a business. There's a um, entrepreneurial uh, mind being put toward how to use YouTube that I was not giving credence or credit to. Yeah. And this is how it's how it's being rewarded. Yeah. And these people did this, I, I feel like, in a very critical time in the early 2010s period, because Lily Singh, I think she's 30 years old. 30 Akila year Hughes on the dot. is 29 years old. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have maybe the view of YouTube that maybe you and I, Colleen, had when right. it started in 20, or 2005. It was like, oh, look at these viral videos. Yeah. They saw this. 
as an opportunity to be creative, leverage their talent. And then now, Keila Hughes, she writes for all sorts of TV shows. She has a book deal, Lily Singh, this late night TV show. And I'm really excited that these talents like I have used this platform. And then now we get to enjoy them. You know, and I will just say this. Um without saying a lot more uh that that it is i appreciate the fact that it is these early adopters who 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 brought who kind of really this when this was uncharted territory meaning youtube was uncharted territory that they were really the the um the sojourners, the, 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 pioneers. the pioneers of the great West. Yeah, Akilah Hughes, she says exactly that in the oh, Forbes article. She says YouTube started when I was in college and back then it was sort of the Wild West. And you know what? It is these ones that are that are making something out of it. I I worry about the ones, the Olivia Jades, who have ridden the coattails, who have sort of created something uh, from the templates of these people before them who maybe aren't thinking in bigger terms, uh, I don't know that there's much ahead of them. Sure. Being quite honest, I'm not saying that they won't do just fine for themselves, but, but there's something about how they created what they created and are being rewarded for that. I don't think that everybody who's gone after them will be able to achieve things in the way that they have in the same way. Well, of course, that, that goes to, for everything. It, that's true. You know? They'll have to find different new ways of creating yeah. and new, new uncharted territory to, to explore. And that's just a lesson for everybody, right? It's like, don't get stuck in the rut. Yeah. And if you want to do something, go out and do it. Yeah. That's your inspirational chat for the day. This has been our TED Talk. Please smash the like button. Thanks. Uh, When we come back, we've got Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies to tell us what's streaming and what's in theaters for us this weekend on My Talk 107.1. Well, on Fridays, we are always very happy and very excited to welcome our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies, the website, the YouTube channel. And the podcast into the studio to tell us what we should be watching this weekend uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one streaming live and my talk one Oh seven one.com everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Holly Roberts filling in for Bradley trainer. And uh, hi, Paul. Hi, hi Paul. Welcome. It's great to be here. Well, it's really good to have you, even though I know that this, uh, this first thing we're going to talk about is not like a super exciting, fun, happy, feel good type of movie right um but you had the opportunity to watch leaving neverland yes so we kind of spread it out just knowing the length knowing the subject matter you know it's a four-hour documentary that originally premiered at sundance and then hbo bought it which i think was a really smart move Mm -hmm. for hbo to get it um spread over two nights two parts and then with the oprah interview with james uh safe chuck and uh, dan reed the director and wade robson afterwards so we did the two parts separately, and then we even did Oprah separately after that. So we mm-hmm. spread this out over three nights, which I think is uh, a smart way to do. I think if you try to do it all in one sitting, it gets to be a bit much. Oh, it's mm-hmm. a lot. It's hard to process mm-hmm. after a while due yeah. to the emo- emotional drain that you go through when watching this. Yes, and the graphic nature of it. And, yes. And um, and again, just, well, I we'll really get into was it. gutted yes. afterwards. And and not to say that I was surprised by any of this. Mm-hmm. I think when we, with the, the way that we're talking about this, I think it's as if people think that we're surprised now. And I would say that it's not coming from a state of surprise. I remember the allegations and I remember the trials as a kid. So this, just hearing it all over again and seeing their stories, watching their behavior and the, la- the language that they use solidifies the truth 
all over again, especially now that we have heard from the Kavanaugh trials. And when I studied like the Catholic priest abuse, whether it's in the keepers or spotlight or that there's patterns of this grooming all over the place. And to learn more about that is fantastic in the sense of getting it out there, but horrific to hear about. I think that it's, uh, I think that when you have the opportunity and, and the documentarians have done such a good job of allowing the subjects of this documentary Uh, leaving Neverland, to tell their stories. When you have an opportunity to hear somebody tell their own story, that is, first of all, very powerful. But second of all, when you have heard the plot of a story, right? So you've heard, like, we are going to hear from the accusers of Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You paint a very quick picture in your mind of what that means. Right. Um, but it allows you to separate yourself from the experience in a way that when you watch it and see it and have to have to put yourself in the moment with them as they retell the the excruciating details of what transpired over years of their lives, of their young lives. And then you are also faced with pictures of them at the age that they were when they went through this. You are you see it in a different way and experience that in a different way. You are informed about it in a different way. You have to, you have to put yourself into the story in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that as, as a film, what they did is essentially do it in a very simplistic way. It's not a simple story to tell, but they, they kept it as bare bones as possible. Mm-hmm. It really is just yeah. hearing their stories as well as the mothers and the siblings of what was happening to this court with Wade and Jamie. There's no dramatizations, which you often find in, in a documentary. It mm-hmm. doesn't take the standard true crime, new evidence approach. Right. And it's chronological, it, too. I mean, it, they really just start yeah. from the beginning and, and tell the through, story. Yeah. And that's how they did the interviews, too, is in chronological order. And and I loved seeing, oh God, I hate using that word, but I appreciated seeing a lot of these behind the scenes photos, these personal video, audio from Inside Neverland, from their time, because we saw Michael as a person, as a man, in a different way, in my opinion, than the media photos that we Mm -hmm. saw at the time or what was captured during the trials or anything like that. Like when you could see Inside Neverland Ranch or we can see when you can see the, 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 the photos of Michael with the boys, it makes more sense. Oh, my gosh. I mean, when you see how Michael is positioned and the boys are positioned and how often they were together. Mm -hmm. Sure. There's an intimacy to these. And I I don't use that word lightly, but I mean, it's it's real life photographs, photographs that were never meant to be put out in the public. Right. And and not only that, and one of the choices that I I appreciated in the documentary, uh, this is again, we're talking about leaving Neverland, Um, the, the, the choice of which photographs to use at which time mm-hmm. I, I you know you can tell that they didn't make those choices lightly by any stretch correct because oftentimes um they would you would note what they were talking about while they were showing something it would be telling the story it would be adding a layer to the story in a way that just hearing the story, you wouldn't have maybe been able to put it all together. It's hard to explain that without illustrating it with an example. Because you, you, we don't want to picture 
someone that we looked up to as the Michael Jackson that we know to then do this with a little boy. Mm-hmm. So then we were physically looking at photos of just them together. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, you're able to paint that picture better. Or you would hear them talking about themselves at that age and see a picture of them at that age. It's a very innocent photo. Exactly. And you realize it. I mean, it forces you to interact with the story in a way that we have we aren't forced to interact with that story right. unless we're hearing it and seeing it in that way. Mm-hmm. And you're forced to remember too, like, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Because it like um but, shoot. But sorry. it is it is a four hour documentary. And it goes by quickly. Like I was riveted from the very first moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, sure. In a filmmaking sense, I could have done away with less cutaways to just aerial shots of LA. Right. There were times where I was like, okay, that there's a billboard of Mamma Mia. Like mm-hmm. this is clearly not an yeah. LA shot from the night like the late eighties. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. Um yeah, it's a heart, but I it's imperative for everyone to watch it. Well, and this is what I've been saying since the first time I watched it, which is that I I do I do just feel like we all have an obligation. Um, to watch it out of respect. Yeah, respect to right. any victim. And what yes. this documentary does, I feel, and maybe you agree with this, Paul McGuire Grimes, is that it shows the impact of abuse generationally mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how that abuse impacts people's lives decades after the fact. Mm-hmm. And you really see that in the Oprah interview mm-hmm. because Oprah is a... Survivor, survivor herself, yeah. And they did it in a room full of survivors. You can see how they have come forward with their truth later on in life and how that changes, how you realize things later on in life when you are older, when you have kids. That was another realization, too. Like, there's a reason why they defended him in those original trials. There's a reason why they didn't think that they were being abused. Yeah. But when you see their, when you see James essentially in tears, the whole interview with Oprah, it makes sense. Yeah. And when you think about the position Michael was in as a kid, yeah, I, it's hard. Okay, I hate to say how many ticket stubs, but... I'm giving it four and a half out of five because it was so moving. It just gets you emotionally, and I want everyone to go see it. All right. Okay, well, we'll be back with Crazy Stupid Idiots. Weird transition. Dumb people doing dumb things. We'd love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is off. He's on a vacation. Holly Roberts and I are... Holding the fort down. Mm-hmm. Sonny's at the controls, and now it is the time to tell you about our crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Oh, uh, crazy, stupid idiots. They are to your right. <laughs> They're to your left. <laughs> and... If you're lucky, when you look in the mirror, you are not staring one directly in the eye. Oftentimes, we find them in the state of... Florida. 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 Oh, yeah, we got a real singer in there. (laughs) Yes. Woo! All right. Uh, We are not going to Florida, though. We will go to Canada, also known as Canada. Our friends to the north. Uh, a guy eh? from Canada was uh, driving along and uh, he was using his GPS. He was in the middle of driving from Montreal to Calgary on Wednesday. This is uh, his name is, by the way, Constantine Zethelis. 
That is cool. Is he like a vampire Doesn't or something? I mean, it does sound like a pretty awesome name. It's or, very like, yeah, it's like, very death metal. It's very like Canadian vampire. Yeah. Constantine Zethelis. Um, and one of his passengers was using the GPS on their phone to navigate. I like to think it was Waze because when you use the Waze app, it does ask. Uh, it will not let you use it if you are the driver. That was not a paid endorsement. It wasn't, but I do love Waze. <laughs> By the way, use the boy boy band voice. It's my favorite. Okay, but the it's true. The passenger was using the GPS on their phone to navigate them uh, to uh, Calgary from Montreal, but. As sometimes happens, it set sent them a little bit off course. Um, and unfortunately, in the sending them off course, it sent them across the U.S. border into Michigan. Now, normally, that's not a big deal because you just like show your papers and you go, thanks. And then you figure it out and you come back over when, you know, you're supposed to. It's not a big to do normally. It shouldn't be. Unless... Oh, oh, you are oh. traveling with 10 pounds of meth in your car. Yeah, that will be a problem. Excuse me. I'm just crossing the border with my meth. Oh, my gosh. This is where it gets even dumber. Like you're like already like they have 10 pounds of meth in the are car we, and they're ooh, driving across ooh. a border. Are we going to play a game called where's the meth? No, it's no. We're, I wish <laughs> we were going to play that game because but 10 pounds of meth. I mean, if it's hiding somewhere, then you got a big somewhere. <laughs> Okay, no. <laughs> okay, but no, this is not a where's the meth. This is a, um, let's just put it this way, this way. When I was a teenager, if I had a substance on my person that I was not supposed to have, I had a very ridiculous uh, excuse for it. Oh. And often it was something along the lines of like, that was Susie's, it's not mine. Or I didn't know I had it. Or right? you did the Urkel. Did, like, I, did I do that? that? Well, that's pretty much what Constantine Zethelis tried to do to the Border Patrol. Uh, Constantine said, oh, I didn't know that those were drugs. I was just asked to transport something for some people. Uh, and I didn't know it was meth. Hey, Constantine gave it the old college try. I mean, what else are you going to do well, when confronted in that situation? I don't know. I feel like at that point you're already caught. You might as well just be like, yeah, yeah. that's meth. Ha. <laughs> huh, anyway, um, the weirdest part of the story, though, is how off course they were because they should have been because they were going from Toronto to Calgary. Yes, they should have been going north. But they went four hours south. Four hours yes. south. So there's so much dumb happening here that yeah. like there was never a prayer for Constantine Zethelis. Who knew and Canadian now, vampires were so stupid? We'll never hear his cool album. Oh, that's really unfortunate. <sighs> in in conclusion, don't drive with ten pounds of somebody else's meth in your car over the border. No. Thank you. Thank you, Colleen. That was a very important public service announcement. You're welcome. There's a new superhero on the scene. (gasps) What? Who? Yay. And he is Florida man, Florida man, doing whatever a Florida man can. He's stealing things. He's being a boo, but that's okay. He's just rude. Oh, yeah. We got the Florida man. Wow. He's got a song and everything. He's got a theme song and Florida man. (laughs) What did he do now? He tried to uh, rob a wind Dixie. Wine and Spirits in Castleberry, Florida, Uh-oh. Florida man. 
Florida man doing only the things that Florida man can. And by the way, this man, Edward Wilburn, he was dressed in a Spider-Man costume while he did that. Okay, the surest way to draw attention to yourself when you're trying to commit a crime is to dress up like a superhero. Yeah, you know, here's the problem, though. You know what superheroes wear that really helps them be anonymous? Um, On their face masks yeah he didn't have that part of the costume he didn't have that part of the costume oh that's essential yeah when he showed up (laughs) actually frankly if you don't have the rest of the costume that's okay the mask really is the only part you need (laughs) yeah uh florida man uh understood his mistake colleen and sonny because he gave it a second shot oh dude and then he returned to the wayne dixie wine and spirits wearing his spider-man mask in addition to his outfit he stole $150 in liquor oh. and $420 worth of Newport cigarettes. He's a repeat offender. Okay. Don't do that. Don't. Yeah. You know how some kids look up to Superman? Don't look up to Florida Man. Don't look up to Florida Man. Nope. He's not your superhero. I knew no. he wasn't committed when he didn't have the mask. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he, was not, he was not committed. You, can't, you, got, you got men. You got to be committed. Yes. He's a super zero. <laughs> super zero. See what they did there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I like it. Uh, hey, you guys, uh, if you want to be a winner and not a loser, like all of our crazy, stupid idiots, you have to actually enter the contest. And the contest I'm oh. talking about is Team Cobra's Ice Out. Go, ice to, out? go to mytalk1071.com, keyword ice out. And once you get there, all you have to do is enter to win this contest. Uh, you do have to put your guessing hat on uh, because we are watching winter melt away on a very live web webcam and it really is a live webcam we're watching ice melt yeah it really <laughs> and you can listen to the live stream oh, yeah. while you watch the yeah. ice melt so you can have an entertaining experience it's while true. you do this but here's the thing you've got about 20 minutes left in order to enter this contest because at the end of the colleen and bradley show today we are not taking any more entries so what you do you go to mytalk1071.com keyword ice out fill out the little form guess the date and the time in which all of the ice will be completely melted now think carefully now i'm going to give you a little pro tip here Ah. is that the temperatures are going to go below freezing over the weekend Mm -hmm. i know the sun is powerful thank goodness it's out there right now yes we love the orb in the sky yes we do but just keep that in mind now this block of ice has been melting quickly and you can see the little uh barbie car and the barbies looks very precariously placed atop it looks like it might topple at any given moment yeah, you know, that's why it's fun to watch. Now, if you guess correctly, uh-huh. if you come within the actual retail price, you probably could go over. It's just whatever is closest to the actual time that the ice melts out, you win a giant, inflatable unicorn for six people. Yes, a six-person unicorn. These are these party inflatables. So you and five of your friends can kick it in a unicorn once we finally have officially welcomed a warmer season. Uh, you can do it on water. You can do it in your yard. I don't care where you do it. Just do it legally. This thing is amazing. I know. It's you really cool. have to go to the website, mytalk1071.com, keyword ice out, to look at a photo of the giant inflatable <laughs> unicorn. We're not kidding when we say it's a giant inflatable unicorn. I'm kind of jealous of whoever ends up winning this thing. Now, really quickly, before we uh, go away to play the throwback live, I do want to just let people know, in case you're like, why is there a car on on top of the 
block of ice. There's actually a story behind this. Yeah, there because is. there's a Michigan Rotary Club that is doing something that um, inspired us. Uh, they've driven a 1989 Saturn out into the middle of a frozen lake and then abandoned it there. And they are uh, asking people to pay for opportunities to guess when that car is going to fall through the ice. Uh, and that's a fundraiser for them. Now, we don't have that kind of budget, nor do no. we want to really put a car into a pond. So we just thought we would put a car on top of an ice block and then have you guess when all that ice is going to melt. A Barbie car. Thank you. <laughs> uh, full of we like uh, to keep Barbies around that here. look like us. And by the way, Holly, you're Barbie. The, so you can't even see me. I'm like, I'm driving. I look like I've sunken down a little bit. <laughs> Holly, your hair looks wrecked out there in the elements. It so is, it's an accurate representation of my current state. And Bradley, of course, is shirtless in a swimsuit, which makes sense because he's on a cruise right now. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to find the status of that actual Saturn that's out on the lake in Michigan, and I think it's still mm. on the ice. They aren't fancy like us and have a live cam. This but is true. It's happening. Giant inflatable unicorn people go and win it because it looks like it's a lot of fun. It's true. MyTalk1071.com. Keywords ice out. Enter your guess right now. You only have but uh, 18, nope, 17 more minutes math to do so. Math is hard. I was told there would be no math. When we come back, we've got the throwback live on MyTalk1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood. One of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God. 